the entire Grizzly organization. Um, I couldn't be more thrilled um, to be here today and you know start this new chapter with alongside Tegan's on here. Um, it's it's very exciting. And welcome to the first edition of Grizzlies Weekly, the weekly podcast talking about everything in the world of the Utah Grizzlies. I'm Tyson Whiting, and the voice you heard at the top is the new head coach and general manager of the Grizzlies, Ryan Kanasiewicz, as he replaces Tim Branham, who was the head coach for eight seasons. And Branham leaves as the all-time leader in wins and all-time leader in games coached in Utah Grizzlies history. And Kanasiewicz comes in after being an assistant under Tim Branham for three and a half seasons. And you talk about a guy that's got the credentials, easy for me to say, as Kanasiewicz in his time as an assistant with the Grizzlies, the team had a winning percentage of 584, and so certainly one of the more successful teams in the league. And Kanasiewicz's credentials at a, as a player uh, certainly can't be understated. You know, you, you can't say enough about what he did as a player. I mean, here's how dominant Ryan Kanasiewicz was in a Grizzlies uniform in five seasons with the club. He had 356 points. That is a franchise record. In second place in points is Chris Taylor back in the IHL era with 192 points. So Ryan Kanas, which not only is the all-time leading scorer in Grizzlies history, but he has, he has shattered that mark. I mean, you talk about a guy that's the all-time leading scorer by a wide margin, 200 assists is what Ryan Kanasiewicz's total, which is obviously the best in team history. Uh, next closest, at least in ECHL history, is Michael Pellick with 117. But you think all the way back to the IHL era, and that was certainly a great era in Utah Grizzlies history, mostly affiliated with the New York Islanders and Gordonine. You talk about a guy that's in second place in assists. He has 120. So obviously Ryan Kness, which kind of shatters that mark as well. You think about that IHL era, there's a lot of great names. John Purvis uh, led the Grizzlies with 82 goals in the IHL era. And Ryan Kness, which obviously the all-time leader in goals in Utah Grizzlies history, and he ended up with 156 goals. Next closest in the ECHL era is a tie between Michael Pellick and Tom May with 72. So there's no question about it. Ryan Kanasiewicz has the credentials. He has the respect of everybody. And you talk about a guy that really, over the last couple of years, uh, I think Grizzlies fans saw him develop nicely as a coach. Uh, he, he really developed to the point where a day like what we saw on September 28th where he was named the eighth head coach in team history, not a surprise at all. I think everybody knew that that day was going to come. It was just a matter of if and you know, about a matter of when and not if. And so Kanasiewicz, who's 38 years old, takes over the helm of the Utah Grizzlies and his assistant is somebody that's a fan favorite, Tegan Zahn, who played in 188 games for the Grizzlies over a four-year period, including uh, all 72 games in the 2018-2019 season, that is a year where Zahn wore the captain's C for the Grizzlies. And you talk about one of the great team leaders and one of the great teammates. Uh, Tegan Zahn certainly is that. He's somebody that will back his teammates just about any time. You know, he, he was a guy that could drop the gloves. I mean, after all, he is fourth in team history in penalty minutes. And the thing about Tegan Zahn, I mentioned at the press conference, uh, I know everybody was half asleep as I was just kind of rambling on. You know, people are like, I think people made too much of the fact that uh, I threw a few stats out there and they're like, ah, you got an incredible uh, wealth of knowledge. It's like, no, I had a piece of paper in front of me. But either way, Tegan Zahn, you know, has championship experience. Won back-to-back Kelly Cups with the Colorado Eagles back when they were in this league in 2017 and 2018. 
and what he did with the Grizzlies over the last three years. You know, the leadership. He even produced pretty well on the ice as well. Somebody that uh, you know had the trust of Tim Branham, and I think the b- big thing is that uh, Branham and Kanasiewicz were able to trust Tegan Zahn on the ice to make the right decisions. And it seemed like Tegan continually made the right decisions on the ice at all times. Zahn, who's 31 years old, starts his coaching career. However, with the Grizzlies, you know, I remember that 2018-2019 season where he played in all 72 regular season games and five playoff games. Uh, he was the captain C, and he also had that t- title of player slash assistant coach. So uh, you can almost tell that this is the natural progression in Tegan Zahn's career, and i got to imagine uh, that he's going to have a great coaching career. There's no question about it. Uh, the press conference was September 28th to announce Ryan Kanaswich and Tegan Zahn, and uh, I rambled on and started things off on the press conference. And it's a good thing that the podium was up there because then people couldn't see my knees wobbling and shaking all over the places. Hey, I was a little bit nervous, you know, a lot more nervous than I would be, say, during a game broadcast where you know somebody's listening, but you're not entirely sure exactly who is listening. And so it's easier to just kind of be yourself as opposed to there when you see people in the crowd, in the background, listening to you. And it almost feels like all eyes are just pointed at you. And so it's like, it becomes a little bit of a nervous thing, you know. There's no question about it. And I think Ryan Kanasiewicz said, uh, keep it short and simple, you know, short, simple, and sweet. And I uh, tried to do that. I think I probably ended up talking more than anybody else there uh, during the press conference. So we'll play the press conference. We'll cut all the stuff, the the stats that I gave, because I think I just gave them over the last couple minutes anyway. I mean, Tegan's on. As we talk about, uh, you know, a couple guys that have winning traditions, and Ryan Kanasiewicz and Tegan Zahn, guys that have been part of a lot of winning teams. And with Tegan Zahn, I thought was interesting. He played about eight or nine years as a pro. In fact, his first year as a professional was with the Stockton Thunder uh, back when they were in this league. Uh, played 34 games there. Also played in five games in the AHL with the Oklahoma City Barons before joining the Grizzlies the next season. So you talk about a guy that played nine seasons. As a pro, played in all those teams. Played with Stockton, Utah, and Colorado in the ECHL. And also played a little bit of time with the Oklahoma City Barons and the Norfolk Admirals in the AHL. And the thing about Tegan Zahn is he's been a part of a lot of winning teams. In fact, in the nine years as a professional, all the teams, you know, all the ECHL teams and even the AHL teams, every single professional team he was on had a winning percentage of 563 or better. So you talk about a guy that's known for winning, a guy that has been part of a lot of winning cultures, a lot of winning locker rooms, knows what winning feels like, knows what winning tastes like. Even it was a part of some good teams in the WHL with the Saskatoon Blades. I think the last couple years he was with them, the Saskatoon Blades were a pretty successful team, and he had a pretty good junior career. In fact, in 2011, his last season in the WHL, he had th- he was a plus 39. You know, he's somebody that uh, was a plus performer for the majority of his professional career. In fact, you look at with the Colorado Eagles played in 70 games in the 2014-2015 season, it was a plus 12. You know, back in the 2019-2020 season, that uh, that shortened season. Unfortunately, he got hurt in the middle of that year, but he was a plus six in 24 games. So you're talking about a guy that uh, knows how to win. And I think the fun fact is you look at his hockey DB page is that Tegan Zahn was drafted twice. He was drafted by the Colorado, the Chicago Blackhawks in the fifth round, 132nd overall in the 2008 draft. He was also drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning in the seventh round, 186th overall in 2010. 
Well, here's a press conference. Uh, the first voice you hear is Kevin Bruder, CEO of the Grizzlies, and then uh, you'll hear from Ryan Kanaswich and Tegan Zahn. Here's a press conference from September 28th. It's great to, to have one of our own uh, step up and lead our team, and Ryan Kanaswich is that guy, and uh, welcome, Ryan. I can't tell you how extremely proud I am of the, the Utah Grizzlies staff and the Maverick Center staff for pulling off last year's season. We played a full 72-game schedule, a full 36 home game, and uh, under, under very trying times during the pandemic. Ryan was a big part of that, and we can talk more in, in depth as we move forward. But uh, uh, again, I, I would be remiss without recognizing everyone that made last year happen. And as we move forward with this year, with uh, still in the midst of the pandemic, with a few less restrictions as we keep moving forward. Um, I'd also be remiss without thanking Tim Branham for his eight years of service as our head coach. Um, up until Labor Day weekend, he was our head coach, and we were looking forward to, uh, uh, to the season. I think as everyone's dream at this level, whether you're a player or in the hockey operations personnel, it's your dream to be to move up, to move up to the AHL, to move up to the NHL, and Tim had that opportunity. Uh, he had a, a great run with us, including our 1920 season that was cut short, a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas as, as that season remains in, in our lore. As we started our search, and again, Labor Day weekend, that's unheard of, uh, looking for a, a hockey coach. We started with, uh, with our internal management, our ownership group. We went and talked to league officials. We moved on and we talked to other teams' front offices around the league. And we also talked to the Avalanche, who are our affiliate, and the President's Trophy winner from last year, who believe in developing players at all levels. The first name that came to mind on every one of those lists and the people we talked to was Ryan Kanasiewicz. He was first on our list and remained at the top of our short list the entire search. You heard from uh, Tyson and heard his incredible history as a player, and we know his history as a coach the last three and a half years and what he has done and what he brings to us. We know he is cool, he is calm, and he is collected. And I'd like to welcome him to the podium as our next head coach. Uh, cool, calm, collected, a little nervous, obviously. Um, I'd like to thank the, the Elmores, um, Kevin Bruder, Jill Roberts, uh, the entire Grizzly organization, um, I couldn't be more thrilled um, to be here today and, you know, start this new chapter with alongside Tegan's on here. Um, it's, it's very exciting. I'd like to thank my wife who took some time off work today to show up and she deals with a lot of uh, long hours and, you know, coming home late after bus trips or airports and, you know, just really looking forward to getting this season going and, uh, it, everything happened very quickly. Um, also, I'd like to thank Tim Branham, who uh, three and a half years ago gave me an opportunity to get into coaching. And as you know, as a player, you know, there's only a couple coaches. So 
um, to get my foot in the door here with an organization that I've now been here with nine years, uh, I couldn't be more thrilled. So thank you. I was pretty excited about uh, fan favorite Tegan Zahn returning and staying in the Grizzlies organization. He was a member of the last three seasons with the Grizzlies, all of them uh, either playoff appearances or would-be playoff appearances uh, had it not been for the, uh, obviously, the cancellation of the 2019-2020 season. And uh, Tegan, want to say a few words? Sure. Um, I'd like to say... Uh, Thank you to the Grizzlies uh, staff and uh, Hockey Ops. Uh, obviously, I'm very excited about the opportunity. Um, Ryan, appreciate uh, giving me this chance and uh, get, getting the foot in the door. Obviously, uh, I have some uh, big shoes to fill, filling your role. So I'm excited and uh, happy to be here. Thanks. That's a press conference from September 28th, as we heard from CEO Kevin Bruder, head coach Ryan Kanasiewicz, and assistant coach Tegan Zahn. I'm Tyson Whiting, the first edition of the Grizzlies Weekly Podcast, and it's going to be a fun season. Get your tickets for opening night, October 23rd, here at Maverick Center, as Grizzlies take on the Idaho Stillheads as that rivalry heats up once again. As remember, Idaho did not play last season. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. I think one player that signed with uh, Idaho and probably will be playing in that game on October 23rd will be A.J. White, the former Grizzly, who really made a huge contribution for the Grizzlies, especially in the last month of last season to get the Grizzlies in the playoffs. And I referenced something there when I was talking there at the start of the press conference yesterday about that four-game sweep of the Rapid City Rush that really turned the season around and really turned it from Rapid City being in fourth place to when that weekend ended. The Grizzlies were in fourth place and were well on their way to a playoff spot. And I, the Grizzlies really earned it last year. And, it was, you know, obviously there were some tough circumstances last season. You know, the original home opener was uh, – you know, postponed due to uh, due to COVID, and you know the Grizzlies really battled all year, and really got to the point where they needed to win some games, and they needed to go on a, a a good run, a good two or three week run, and Rapid City came in a very confident team, and the Grizzlies swept them in a four game series, and I recall the first game of that four game series, which I believe was on May fourth, against the Rapid City Rush, and Tim Brandon was serving a one game suspension. Uh, there were some weird things uh, going on in the last game in Tolson. I wasn't there to really see what happened, but I guess he threw some sticks on the ice, and uh, and uh, I did notice him walking off the ice as I think he got the boot in the last minute of that game. And so Ryan Kanaswich took over for that game, uh, the first game of the Rapid City Series, and that's the game where Travis Barron scored four goals and the Grizzlies as a team scored four shorthanded goals, which uh, tied for a league record and broke a franchise record. And it was interesting to kind of see what happened there. Ty Lewis added a power play goal, so all five goals came by way of special teams, and uh, the Grizzlies were able to get the victory. And uh, that one started up uh, the great three-week run that really led to the Grizzlies uh, reaching the playoffs for the 12th time in the last 13 seasons where a postseason was held. And it was interesting to kind of see what happened with the Grizzlies over that month of May. And really the two players that 
contributed most of the Grizzlies were Trey Bradley and A.J. White. Those guys were just outstanding in the month of May. White ended up with 15 goals and 25 assists on the season in 60 games, and White signed with the Idaho Stillhead, so it's possible he's going to make his return to Maverick Center on opening weekend. Uh, you know, we talked about opening night being October, 20, uh, to October 23rd. There's also a Sunday afternoon game as well on October 24th, so don't forget about that as well. Make sure to get your tickets to utahgrizzlies.com or by calling 801-988-8000. I mean, there's nothing like opening night. You know, it's a new season, a lot of excitement, uh, and really if you're a Grizzlies fan that doesn't mind traveling to Boise, Grizzlies actually open up the season with a Friday night game in Boise on October 22nd. So you can make a weekend out of it, go to Boise for the Friday night game, come back to Maverick Center uh, for the Saturday night game on October 23rd and enjoy the home opener. There's nothing like it. Make sure you get your tickets now because, uh, hey, we're looking forward to having a good season. You know, And uh, with the affiliation with the Colorado Avalanche, and we've seen what they've done the last three seasons. This will be year four with the affiliation with the Colorado Avalanche. And the big thing is getting good hockey players. And the Grizzlies have gotten a ton of good hockey players from the Avalanche organization that have really helped out over the last three seasons, in particular a lot of forwards. I do feel a little bit of a transition, though, because some of the players we did see over the last three seasons have moved on, and we're not entirely sure where they've moved on to. We'll keep you updated on the next edition of the Grizzlies Weekly Podcast because we'll be a little bit more familiar with what type of players are going to end up in a Grizzlies uniform next season and a lot of guys that uh, we saw over the last two or three years that uh, probably have moved on. I mean, you talk about guys like Ty Lewis and Travis Barron. I know Josh Dickinson, who was traded midseason from the Avalanche organization to the Blackhawks organization. I know Dickie signed with the Toledo uh, Walleye. I wanted to say Mudhens. I mean, it's still sort of baseball season, although we're transitioning into hockey. Although I do think the Walleye and Mudhens work together pretty closely, if not being owned by the, the same people. Uh, so Dickinson ends up signing with Toledo. And it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I expect a lot of new faces this season with the club as it's just kind of a transition of contracts and whatnot. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I do know one thing. You know, we talked about the guys that had outstanding Mays. You know, A.J. White, Trey Bradley. Uh, you know, Bradley ended up signing a two-way contract. You know, so he can end up with the Eagles, could end up with the Grizzlies. Matthew Boucher, the team's leading scorer last season, also signed a two-way contract. And so we can end up seeing Boucher, who's going to be making his second season as a professional. Obviously won the Rookie of the Year last season. Boucher only 22 years old, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of future he has and I wouldn't put it past him to make that Colorado Eagles roster. I mean, he's somebody that's just bound and determined to make it. And you saw you saw, he was the kind of player that the more you saw, the more you liked. You know, he's somebody that just knew how to play the game. Obviously, his father played in the NHL for a long, long time. You could tell that Matthew Boucher was well coached. And he had an outstanding season for the Grizzlies. Interestingly enough, the top two scores. For the Grizzlies last year, Boucher and Trey Bradley. Trey's the son of Brian Bradley, the two-time NHL All-Star, and uh, you know who ended up uh, as one of the great original members of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Brian Bradley. And uh, Trey Bradley ended up leading the Grizzlies with 37 assists on the season. We could end up seeing both of those guys in a Grizzlies uniform. They'll start out in the AHL camp with the Colorado Eagles, and I wouldn't put it past them with the talent they have that they could possibly make that club. But obviously... We've seen over the years the Avalanche and, in particular, the Eagles 
have pretty good depth at forward. And so it always seems like over the last three or four years, we've been able to get pretty good forwards from the affiliates. Now, towards the end of the press conference, I ended up asking a question to Ryan Kanasiewicz about that relationship between the uh, Avalanche and their organization and the Utah Grizzlies and how well it's been over the last three years. Here's what he had to say. Uh, it's been fantastic. Um, they're by far one of the best affiliates uh, at our level. And um, it is, uh, you know, the numbers that we're forecasting this year just for what we're going to see here um, looks very bright. And, you know, I am very happy to continue working with them. It has been a pretty good partnership between the Avalanche, Eagles, and Grizzlies, and that will continue this season. The fourth year, the Grizzlies will be affiliated with the Colorado Avalanche. We hope to see everybody opening night October 23rd. Obviously, it's the home opener. Opening night will be in Boise on October 22nd, and then there will be two games at Maverick Center to complete the series Saturday, October 23rd. And don't forget about the Sunday afternoon game, 1 o'clock on October 24th. And it's going to be a fun season. Obviously, with the with Idaho being back in the league, we'll see them quite a bit this season. We'll also see the Rapid City Rush quite a bit this year. And Rapid City is now being led by Scott Burt, who was actually a former teammate of Ryan Kanasiewicz with the Grizzlies a handful of years ago, and so we'll see Scott Burt, who is the assistant coach for the Idaho Stillheads the last couple of years. He'll be coming to town quite a few times. In fact, Rapid City's got the second home stand this season on November 5th and 6th. That will be a Friday and Saturday at Maverick Center. Kansas City will pay a visit to Maverick Center for a three-game series, November 19th, 20th, and 21st. Tad O'Had is in his second season coaching that team, and I could see the Mavericks being one of those clubs that uh, can end up surprising a lot of people this year. Watch out for Kansas City. Kalamazoo makes a rare appearance to Maverick Center on uh, December 3rd and 4th. That's a Friday and Saturday, and they'll hang out on Sunday, probably watch some football in their hotel. And then Monday, December 6th, will also be here at Maverick Center. That will be, uh, I believe, a Maverick Monday. And so it'll be a lot of fun as the Kalamazoo Wings make their only visit to Maverick Center this season. And then uh, watch out for Wichita. I mean, that's a club that really surprised a lot of people last year. Uh, Ramsey did a great job, their head coach, and he ended up, I believe, getting coach of the year. I mean, it was somebody I voted for, certainly. And uh, Bruce Ramsey ends up bringing his Wichita Thunder to town for a big four-game series. Wednesday, December 15th, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, December 17th, 18th, and 19th. And then after that, the Grizzlies are on the road for quite a few games. It's like a seven-game stretch with a Christmas week break in between. And so you got to make sure to go to that Wichita series because after that, you have just about a month where you won't be able to see live hockey, live professional hockey, until the Idaho series. You know, Idaho, it's, it's actually interesting how the schedule lays out. You kind of have Idaho playing the first three games of the season, and there's a little bit of a break where you don't see Idaho until the – 2022 calendar year and then we play a six game series against Idaho over a two week stretch that's three games in Boise on January 5th, 7th and 8th and so obviously Boise's driving distance I'd see a lot of Grizzlies fans making the trip over to Boise and then the following week uh, Idaho's back in town for uh, I believe Martin Luther King weekend Uh, obviously it's going to be capped off by the January 17th 110 affair on Martin Luther King Day to complete the three-game series as, or maybe a six-game series, three in Boise and then three in Utah. That's going to be a fun weekend, January 14th, 15th, and Monday, January 17th against the Idaho Stillheads. 
believe it or not, Allen only makes one appearance at Maverick Center this season. Now, I remember last year, Allen was in town 18 times this year. We played at Allen 18 regular season games and then three playoff games. So we ended up seeing the Allen Americans 21 times last year. Believe it or not, this year, I think we only play Allen five times. So you're talking about a huge difference. Uh, Allen makes their one trip to Maverick Center. January 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, a three-game weekend series. Obviously, the Sunday game will start at 110. And so get your tickets now at utahgrizzlies.com. you got to see all these fun opponents. A lot of big division matchups, and there's no question that the Mountain Division is going to be pretty tough once again this year. Jacksonville makes a rare appearance to Maverick Center February 4th and 5th. And then uh, the next week, the Grizzlies will actually make a road trip to Iowa. The new expansion team, the Iowa Heartlanders. The Grizzlies will be there for a three-game series February 9th, 11th, and 12th. I certainly hope to be there as well. And then the Worcester Railers will be at Maverick Center President's Day weekend. It's going to be a Friday, Sunday, Monday series. So Friday, February 18th is going to be a 7-10 affair. And then Sunday will be at 1-10. And then Monday, February 21st will be at 1-10 as well. I think I actually made a mistake. I said Kansas City's there for their only appearance in November. They're actually back at Maverick Center in March for a three-game series, March 9th, 11th, and 12th. And that's going to be interesting because I could, if you're talking about surprise teams this year, teams that could really end up making a big boost and make a big jump from last season, I could almost look at Kansas City being a club that can make a big run uh, this season. They're a club to watch out for. Tulsa makes their one appearance to Maverick Center this season as they'll be here on March 23rd, 25th, and 26th for a three-game set. And then Rapid City's in for a big three-game series in late March, March 30th and February 1st and 2nd for a three-game and four-day set. And the regular season ends. You know, he mentioned kind of Idaho at the start of the year and then Idaho for a big five-game set at the end of the regular season. Three games in Boise, April 6th, 8th, and 9th. And then the final regular season games will be on February on April 15th and 16th at Maverick Center. It's going to be a lot of fun this season. You're going to want to join us for the adventure. We'll be on Mixler again this season. We'll also be on Flow Sports. But make sure to come out to Maverick Center and enjoy some live hockey with Utah's professional hockey team right here at Maverick Center. Make sure to call 801-988-8000 or go to utahgrizzlies.com as this is the first edition of the Grizzlies Weekly Podcast. We'll have it every week. Next week we'll hope to have some interviews, and next week we'll also get a little bit better idea of what kind of roster we're going to see for the upcoming season. That's going to be coming up next Wednesday, the Grizzlies Weekly Podcast. I'm Tyson Whiting, and until then, it is what it is. You've been listening to the Grizzlies Weekly Podcast, first edition, right here on SoundCloud and everywhere you can get your podcasts.